Mando Fandos, welcome back to the Mando Fan Show. I'm John. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. Joining me as always is Lacey. How are you, Lacey? I'm back. Back. I was, I was gone. I love Bill Burr. He was great. Not this episode, but okay. Lacey, where's James? <laughs> He's on his way to Connecticut. That's right. He is. He's in a tin can <laughs> in the sky on his way to Connecticut. <laughs> Probably listening to a podcast that isn't ours, but that's okay. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be landing soon and joining us tomorrow because it's the Rise of Skywalker Eve. But joining us today, uh, you guys know him as a uh, stage host for Disney and Star Wars Celebration. It is DJ Elliot Hansen. How are you? What's happening? That's me. <laughs> well, not not quite as uh, not as quite as warm an introduction as I'm used to. <laughs> Sorry. I wish I had audience had... noise. I would just play. Yeah. It's okay. My my dogs are doing parkour in the background right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, L- Lacey will edit in canned laughter or applause too, and all that sort of stuff. So. There we go. Uh, Perfect. It'll it'll sound like an episode of Three's Company from like the early eighties. Nothing, nothing but the best. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, guys. So uh, we're here to talk about Chapter Seven of The Mandalorian, which was called The Reckoning. And we're calling our episode, episode seven of the Mando Fan Show, Queel or Be Queeled? Oh. <laughs> right? You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> when I came up with it, I was like, Lacey's going to boo me right <laughs> off the show. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to disappear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, queel or be queeled. There you go. All right. So guys, um, let's do a little better than that by rating the episode on the Pedro Pascal face scale. Since we're never seeing his face on the show, we're going to show it to you in a wonderful graphic here by our zero to 10 halves are included Pedro Pascal face scale. So Lacey, why don't we start with you? You are a big time raider of these episodes of the Mandalorian. Uh, what did you give Chapter 7, The Reckoning? So really quick, Elliot, I started really high, so I've kind of messed myself up for the whole season. So this is a <laughs> nine. <laughs> so, not, so is this your second or third nine at Wait, this point? Yeah, I don't know if I gave something else a 9.5. I can't remember. This is a mm. nine, but I'm saving it because if I really love the season finale, I can go full 10. You may have given the Deborah Chow her first chapter a 9.5 or 9 or something like that. Yeah. Big fans. So you're gonna be ex- you're excited about the Kenobi series. We'll get into that later, though, right? Yes. Yeah, because she's directing that whole series. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So nine there, Elliot. What did you? Get I guess one? I'm gonna make the mistake and, and, uh, <laughs> and go t- go ten. I uh, ten. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think I have. I don't think I've disliked any of the episodes. I think they've all been tens for me. But wow, you know. Welcome, right. welcome yeah. to positivity. <laughs> yes. I well, I mean, it, it's funny because I've had the experience now. I got to, obviously, I live in Florida, so I got a chance to experience the uh, the new attraction, the mm-hmm. Rise of the Resistance, and that was amazing. And Mandalorian's been amazing. So I don't really care if Rise of Skywalker is great or not. I've had it's a, a bunch bonus. of amazing Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's just it'll just be extra. So nice. Um, so it's the perfect my, my, episode. My Star, my Star Wars cup is full right now. Yes, there you go. <laughs> it's not even half full. It's just completely full <laughs> of tens. Um, okay. I actually gave this. This is my highest score of the season. I have breached the nine region. <gasps> so I'm giving this one a nine. Well done. Uh, 
<laughs> Which rounds us out to 9.7 Pedro faces. Lacey, you're filling up that whole bar, pretty much. Pretty much, yep. Yeah, like right there. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy your <laughs> 9.7 Pedros. Uh, and Lacey, we always ask our patrons on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast to submit their scores. And yes. uh, we average theirs together. So uh, where were they at for chapter seven? They were at a 9.6. Oh, wow. We were high for once. This is the first time this season that we were higher than them. Is it really? Mm hmm. I love that you're a historian for the Mando Fan Show. That's you're fantastic. You're so welcome. Yes. Um, <laughs> so 9.6 for the patrons. That's, that's excellent. All right. Uh, clearly the best chapter yet with one to go um mm-hmm. now remember if you guys want to be featured on the show every time a new chapter comes out granted there's only one left for this season uh send a tweet out using hashtag mando fando we'll find it and read yours on the show like we did for this person here who is rye at jedi master i clever very clever not as good as queel or be queeled but you know what are you gonna do <laughs> Um, so they said chapter seven is a solid eight Pedro Pascal faces in my opinion. I love the part on the ship with Tiny, aka Baby Yoda, looking out for Mando. He has Mando's back. I like that's well put. It's true. And he's like, the most adorable, angry person ever. Did he like furrow <laughs> his eyes at all a little bit there, maybe? Yeah, he looked like he maybe had a little bit of uh... The best was when he picked him up and he was just like, What? What did I do? Right. right. That's like my son when he takes the remote and throws it at the TV. (laughs) What did I do? Um, All right. Uh, This next one. Now, if you are a patron of the Resistance broadcast, you like speed to the front and make it on the show without tweeting just by commenting on the post on Patreon. And Jenna Thompson did that. And she was way up there. 9.5 Pedros, Baby Yoda heels, pterodactyls. The ending was amazing with Moff Gideon and all the stormtroopers coming out of the transport. I was so anxious the entire episode, and now I don't know how I'm going to go on until the 27th. I guess there's a movie coming up. I guess there is tomorrow. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker in theaters everywhere. All right. Guys, or you can talk- just wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and head on over to Disney Hollywood Studios <laughs> to try to get in a boarding group. Right. There you go. Yeah. So, Elliot, how uh, we'll deviate from Mando for a second. Just um, have you gotten a vibe on how long the lines have been for that thing? Um, so both times we both times that we went, uh, you had to get there before five o'clock in the morning. And looking at, they just made a change today uh, where they've added backup boarding groups so if you don't get in the original boarding group there's a chance to end up in a backup however if you're in a backup boarding group there's no guarantee that you'll get in so uh, they've been doing a lot of it from friends that work there the issue is that they're still trying to get the ride vehicle count up throughout the day to try to run as many vehicles as possible but it sounds like they've been running the vehicles in california and then sending software updates to florida so both rides are working together to try to get that capacity up wow and once once they're fully at capacity it will have the same ride capacity as uh the uh smugglers run so you shouldn't see super long waits but who knows what they're gonna do but it's, it's also new yeah you just you gotta get there early it's it is an amazing, amazing attraction. Um, it's like three rides in one. It's pretty, pretty darn crazy. So, 
Does the length of the... I know this is a Mandalorian show, but I'm excited about this ride. Um, <laughs> do, does the length of the ride ham, uh, cause a longer line? Because it's like because there's a certain amount of cars they have or something? Or did they figure that out too? No. So, so spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, now would be the time to not pay attention. Just skip ahead. Um, it's, <laughs> you, you wait in line. You get on a ride. You wait in line. You get on a ride. There's a ride within the ride. And then it's over. So... Though it is an 18 to 25 minute experience, a good portion of that is waiting in line to get on the first ride and then waiting in line to get on the second ride. With like cool things to look at, I assume? And... Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's kind of like the, the Falcon one. You get to wait in like where the uh, Dejar game is and that sort of thing. Yeah. They've done a really good job. Like you're in line, there's a pre show. You, there's another pre-show you get on a ride there's a pre-show and then there's a line and there's another pre-show which takes you to another pre-show which gets you on the ride and then it's over so it's a lot of like you know you're constantly moving but it's uh, it's a really neat experience that that review i mean everyone's seen pictures of the hangar and the reveal yeah. of the hangar yeah. is absolutely breathtaking when you see it the first time because it you can't the scope of that building you just can't see in pictures Wow. So, and there's probably a lot of little Easter eggs and things to look at there. Yep. Just like there's a lot of Easter eggs in The Mandalorian. <laughs> I was exactly. like, exactly. <laughs> and um, so th- there's been some episodes of the show, like uh, the the double dose Filoni one on Tatooine was just sock full of A New Hope uh, Easter eggs and references. I didn't find a ton in this one, but let's go around and, and point out things we may have seen. And not just Easter eggs, callbacks or references to other things in Star yeah. Wars. Um, one that I'll point out just has to do with Gina Carano herself. She's like pretty much literally MMA fighting right out of the gate in this in this episode, and she was a professional MMA fighter. She even got the guy she was fighting, who looked like uh, the same species as Darth Maul, to tap out in the Mandalorian show. So that that's kind of cool. So that's uh, a reference for me there. Um, Lacey, you got one. So I didn't find much in this episode to be honest, but the only thing I really found was there's a part where. She's fighting the guy and he grabs the chain and he pulls her forward and grabs the chain and p- keeps pulling her. And it's very similar to the way they do it with Rey in The Last Jedi, where she's like attached and she gets pulled forward. Oh, the guard? Or, or, yeah. Or like Leia and Jabba the Hutt. Or that. Yep. Yes. Oh. Good point. <laughs> ah, good point. Um, Elliot, any references or Easter eggs or things that you saw in this uh, chapter that was the perfect episode of television? Uh, the two things that just uh, that I picked up on the first one was the uh, foldable uh, sides of the Tie Fighter. I never knew that was the thing. Yeah, like I like any time I've ever seen a Tie Fighter in a hangar, like the wings were up and it yeah. was sitting on them, so it was weird to see that happen. That was, uh, and then it was really cool. I remember at Celebration they talked about they used a bunch of Five O First folks for an episode and. Obviously, this was that episode because there were mm. all of those very accurate stormtroopers in very clean white stormtrooper costumes. <laughs> right. I know one of the guys that was a stormtrooper. I didn't know I did, but he was there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This guy, Mark Edwards, who's a photographer, was one of the f- stormtroopers, and I've worked with him before at events. Oh, cool. He posted a picture of himself in like with on the set, and I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> didn't... Did, but Ella, did you notice that that scene has no Baby Yoda in it, so it was very easy to keep it from them? Right. Oh, right. that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Didn't how you, do you get how do you get like twenty five people to not talk about that? That's like the someone was <laughs> someone was talking about how good those kids were on in the village episode. Right. That they yeah. didn't like go telling their classmates and stuff. Well, Bryce trained them. She was like, "We're not telling people, right?" <laughs> I bet she did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ellie, didn't I? Might have been you who told us that that Filoni or somebody said that the five hundred first costumes were actually better than the ones that they had stock for the actual set itself. Like the five hundred first. I think that's something that sounds like something Filoni said when they were in um, at celebration. It was just it was. I think I remember that that the director was like, "Hey, we need a bunch of stormtroopers," and he was like, "I know exactly who we can call," and then yeah. <laughs> they all showed up. So they must have been thrilled. Uh, Do they? Did they get um, mentioned in credits or anything or thank you? I didn't. No, no oh, screen okay. credits. So oh, okay. Well, they get they don't get their. Uh, they are there in spirit. No royalties for the five hundred first. Just yeah. Just nerd bragging rights. Hey man, you they're... get to be in an episode of Star Wars. <laughs> I, there you go. Trust me, I, I would I would play a doormat if I had if I could <laughs> in Star Wars. So that's that's fine with me. Speaking um, of that scene though, there was definitely a really funny part where they're like, she's like kept going four, and then they keep showing up like yeah. more and more. Like I laughed at that part. She's like four. You said there were four. Right. It's like it's like the amount of stormtroopers they add to the special edition of A New Hope when Han runs down the hallway and there's right. just like 500 ah. stormtroopers in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there probably was four originally. Who knows? But um, another one, I just, you know, a small thing that I saw because I really didn't see much else. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm missing some. And let us know in the comments if we miss some. But the comm link that Queel has reminds me of the one that 3PO has in A New Hope when he's talking to Luke, um, who's about to get crushed up in the trash compactor but. yeah and that scene is very similar the way that mando's like are you there are you listening yeah that's yeah. true yeah yeah come in yeah um i just want to know where all the stormtroopers came from like did <laughs> the just... empire get defeated like where where did they find all these stormtroopers all of a sudden <laughs> and, and death you're... troopers like where did they all come from yeah and you're right why were they so clean like these are fresh yeah. suits yeah. And why is Gus Fring in every sci-fi TV show? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the what's the new one you said off air that he's uh, going to be in? He's going to be in two. The Boys season two. Like he's in everything. Is he, is he a bad guy in that too? I, does he play anything else? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> um, could think yeah, about it. Um, Lacey, do you have any others? No, that was it. I mean, this one was. I had so much anxiety. I feel like I missed any references or easter eggs i was just so anxious yeah um elliot anything else i mean i have my favorite part okay we can get to that in a second one thing i (laughs) oh oh i didn't know there was a format to this so well we 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 try to keep it like yeah we try to keep it loosey-goosey but i i try to like hide that i do have like a a little format to it. and then he also has a ride segment that he talks about the ride within the episode Got it. Okay, cool. Well, instead of the ride, it's the giveaway. It's the Mando code. I got to do too. <laughs> right. Got it. Got but it. one thing I thought I found a little that I di- I disagreed with. Now I guess we can talk about it in the discussion. But I didn't like how Quill was like droids are just an extension of whoever programs them. Because I'm like, well, I don't see three PO or R two like that. They're like, they're like sentient to me. So that kind of bothered me. But anyway, can't wait know. to tell you what my favorite scene was. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't say that was your favorite scene. (laughs) She did. Did you? All right. All right, hang on. Glad we have this format that we're locked in. All right, Lacey, why don't we start with our favorite shots? 
Yeah, of the Lacey, episode. why don't you tell us what your favorite scene was? Yeah, so your favorite guys, shot. Yes. My favorite scene, first of all, the shot is the beautiful shot of. Uh, I'm going to mess up his name. I always mess up his. It's Keel, right? Queel? Like Jordan, a Q? Jordan Keel. Nick He's Nolte. The director of Us and <laughs> Get Out. Yeah. Quill and Mando outside. He's like feeding the blurg, and Mando comes up, and it's this beautiful wide shot, uh, two shot with um, the sunset in the background. It's just so beautiful. And then, but I enjoy how he tells Mando that droids are not good or bad; they're neutral reflections of those who imprint them. I enjoyed that. I thought that. Okay. I understand what you're saying, John, because then mm-hmm. it like kind of downplays three PO and R two's personalities. I get that. But I liked the idea of it being about they don't know how to be bad unless they're given the example to or programmed to, which yeah. then we see reflected in the next scene with Baby Yoda. Yeah. Or Tiny, as we call him, Elliot. We call him This Is Not Yoda. We call him Tiny. Tiny. He's, he's Acronym. Yeah. Um, because then he does stuff in the next scene, which he's kind of picked up from being around the, these like ruthless people all the time. So that's why okay. I liked it. Right. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, you know what? You're, you know, people are allowed to disagree in, in Star Wars, believe it or not. Yeah. That's Perfect segue. Perfect yes. segue. <laughs> um, all right. Elliot, did you have a favorite shot or moment in this uh, chapter? Oh, my favorite moment is, is tiny flying the ship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look at me, Dad. <laughs> I love that's that. True. That's any so uh, tiny memes are ba- basically kept my marriage alive while I was in uh, California filming a bunch of stuff <laughs> last month, and all we did was send them back and forth. So it was nice. it was. I love watching my wife's face. Um, <laughs> it just cracked me up because, you know. I just in my head I hear mommy wow I'm a big kid now. <laughs> yep. And the noises like he this. makes too he's like ah. <laughs> and then they put him back in the carrier and he's still pushing buttons so <laughs> right. I, lo- right. I love it it's yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the a uh, couple episodes ago where he does that thing where he keeps flipping the switches and then he looks to Mando to make sure see if he's watching him. He's <laughs> like my son does that all the time. Like when he's oh, the, the meme of that with freaking get low is my is my favorite. <laughs> <one>. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. That's the best insert of music since they did the throne room with the Last Jedi with all the songs. And yes. now, that, yeah, that, I think that's so cool. Um, there was okay. an Africa one where he turns on. Africa. Toto, yeah, but yeah. It, get low is way better. I know, but Pedro Pascal was like, "I would never turn that off." That's what he retweeted. Oh, so was it retweeted by uh, John Wayne's grandson? <laughs> no, because no. he's the one in every episode. <laughs> he's the one in the suit. Yeah. Now, does he? He gets us. He's accredited, uh, right? As stunts. Yes. Or yeah, yeah. All right. Um, my favorite moment. I keep. I don't know. This is tough, but I keep because I hate to say that I keep going back to. Um, tiny little Yoda here, but uh, I think when Quill is like getting close to the Razor Crest, and you see the troopers behind him in the distance, and he's just cradling him in the little blue blanket. So there's something about that shot. I was so concerned that it stuck out in my head, and I don't know if it's that that it's my favorite shot in a good way, but I think it was so impactful that it stuck out to me. So let's go with that one. Right yeah. before you see him by himself on the ground, and you're like, oh my god, you know. So much dread Absolutely. there, but a good shot. 
All right, so before we get into just a general chat about it, I do have to give this week's Mando Code number. Now, if you guys have been following along, we're giving away one number every week. Uh, and then next week, on the 27th, we'll give away the sixth and final number. And you'll have all six numbers in the Mando Code, which aren't in a particular order. You're going to have to figure out what order it needs to be put in and email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. So stay tuned next week for that. Uh, and the person who wins... The first person to email us with the correct code sequence will win a electronic Boba Fett premium helmet from Black Series. Uh, so I hope you've been paying attention and your mission continues right now. This week's number is seven. Jot it down, tattoo it on your hand, whatever you got to do. Figure it out. <laughs> seven. Yes. Okay. Why'd you do it like that? Like that. What is... That's how That's I would do it. it. How do you do it? That's Three seven. and four? Five <laughs> two is seven. You don't do yeah. the peace sign? Huh. No. You guys are weird. What about just like a seven with like that? Yeah, if you count it would be one, two, three, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. That's how you count it. Alright. Not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's whatever. <laughs> That's that is such a nitpick. How dare you? <laughs> That's just for the visual audience there. Allie was doing hand tricks, and uh, our audio listeners have no idea what just happened there. So you have to watch on YouTube to find out. <laughs> okay, now, uh, just the episode itself, Elliot gave this thing a 10. I gave it a 9. Lacey gave it a 9. Patrons gave it a 9.6. It's obviously a big deal. Deborah Chow, her second episode, probably surpassed her first episode, which may be the second best episode of so the how season. W- so. How would you guys do 9 like this? Nine is like a one and then okay, an X, like Roman know. numerals. I give up. Nine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So be- best episode of the season, uh, Elliot, you gave every episode a 10, you said. So is this yeah, one like a, a higher 10? I haven't, I haven't found any episode that I've disliked. So it's, right. it's everything I wanted and more. So every episode is, you know, I, I, I haven't really seen... One I didn't like. They all, you know, they all keep propelling the story forward, and I'm in. I, the only thing that was weird about this episode is there was no conclusion, and that thanks to the Wednesday release date, we have to wait even longer. Right. True. True. Uh, Ten days. We'll have to get through Christmas, get through all that, and uh, I, st- I still. But then again, I'm a big believer they should have just released all of them at the same time. But really, oh, I I'm weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I would have knocked it out one weekend. Absolutely, the way it should be. <laughs> Stranger Things style. <laughs> um, are they making more Stranger Things or are they done? They oh, got yeah. one more season. One more? That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Uh, hey, but they're, like... on to, they're, they're doing more Walking Dead, too. Oh, God. Oh, I stopped it. after four seasons of that show. You still watch that show? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I, gonna, I don't know anybody that watches The Walking Dead anymore. You know what honestly. I do watch? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Lacey, this is my favorite episode. Why? Because it's Ooh. the group uh, dynamic. You have people yes. coming together and working together and that sort of thing. Uh, Queel meets Cara Dune, and then IG-11's a butler now, which is interesting. And uh, Mando, uh, his interactions with e- each of them kind of surfaces and how he relates to each one and tries to put it all together. And then the new antagonists get entered into the mix. And of course, my favorite, Werner Herzog, 
back for a bit here. So uh, this was hands down my favorite episode. I'm not a big like you, Lacey. You point out uh, director styles and stuff. I'm not. I'm trying to get better at that. And I'll say this: this episode made me feel in certain moments, like especially towards the end, when it goes back from one group to the next in different spots and pans back and forth, like a Christopher Nolan scene that like your heart's in your like throat because you're like, oh no no, go back to him. I got to see what he's doing instead of like leaving. That drives me nuts, and she she obviously did it on purpose. So, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on Deborah Chow. I know you're already a big fan, but in this episode in particular, well, she has a she did this with episode three too. She's really good at building tension with framing, so she'll start like wide and then get closer and closer and closer and closer to the point that you know you're looking at him with the baby on the blur wide and then they get closer and then they get yeah. closer and then she's you're just looking at the baby and you're like oh my god what's happening that's the best pace this episode i think had the best pacing for me because it built the tension in a way that i was so anxious and then it just ends and you're like wait no mm. what just happened right um no she's just very good she follows the action very well um i didn't feel like there was any shot that was weird or out of place um she's just very good at what she does and i can't, it just makes me so excited for kenobi because i know she's oh, just gonna yeah. do an amazing job yeah she's on on board to direct all six episodes which is going to be great for right. visual continuity and that sort right. of thing because the two best episodes have been hers i i agree yeah yeah um elliot uh thoughts overall on this episode in particular um i I would love to tell you that I could tell the difference. They all feel like they're connected. They all seem shot the same. Like I'm not, you know, I don't have any real, you know, film school background, but I've just, you know. See, but that's really a good re- thing, though, that you're not noticing. That's a great thing. It all seems yeah. it all seems the same. I, the, mm-hmm. the most amazing thing about it is there was one moment a couple episodes ago where we had read somebody was complaining about something online about something. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, I think people forget that these aren't movies. This is a TV show. It's right. a television show. Right. This isn't, you know, and, and, but some of the stuff you look at, like even in this episode, that shot of the, the X, the, uh, the TIE fighter, this is a TV show. I know. Right. And that thing folds down. <laughs> yeah. That's so a good like, point. You know, like yeah. at the end yeah. of the day. And it's, it's funny to know, like, the spots in LA they've been filming and you know I know that you know got friends that are working on the second season right now and and things that they're doing and it's just it's just always amazing to me that that this is a TV show I mean look at the tattooing scenes you know last week you know yeah TV right. show yeah so true and that whole volume thing that they're working in uh, I think when Clayton was on he said he had spoken with people who had been working on the set in the first season in the uh, studio and thinking that what they're looking at was tangible objects and sets and stuff. And then someone flipped a switch and everything disappeared. And these are people who are working on the show and they didn't know. Like that's mm-hmm. insane to me. Like rocks and stuff would ju- were just gone. Yeah. Like they thought they were set pieces and they're in the room looking at it. Not like uh, here's a video feed. Right. Like that's, that's insane to me. So what they're able to do with that technology, like you say, they're making TV shows look like movies now. And it's just nuts. I think this show has been a perfect blend between 
pushing technology and then also the practical stuff which we all love star wars for like from the the ship model stuff to puppets and other things like for sure the reason people i feel like besides that it's super cute connect with baby yoda so much is because it's that cute little puppet like everybody likes that idea of it being a tangible thing and not just sheet like uh, and and the irony is you can tell it's a puppet on a tv budget because if you really go back and look at it he doesn't really move a lot no he doesn't when they pick him up it's always so awkward when they pick it up they're like yeah he does like (laughs) six or it seems like six or seven facial movements and that's about it but those but it's you know in the true you know you know Disney animators always talk about the most important part of any character is the eyes, and that's yeah. the one thing because of the size of the eyes and how expressive they it's are. CG, yeah. That's it. You, you're right. in. You're hooked. Um, it's funny because last week um, when we had Nick from uh, Bayside on as our guest, um, he brought up a good point that they there's an awkwardness when they're using the puppet for picking him up because it's very light. And yes. they're just like, they don't know how to fake the weight. And when he falls down, it's just like a flat, like, bang. Just not like a like a, a live thing would fall. And then they add the CGI where he rolls over. And it made me think of, like, do you guys remember, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Mm-hmm. When anytime they would, like, throw Will or somebody would throw him, they would obviously use a, a full mannequin and it would just, like, <laughs> fall on the ground. Like, that's how I feel like when you yeah. see Baby Yoda just fall on the ground. So I think maybe it's done to be kind of campy in a way, like. I mean, like we said, Clint Eastwood used a fake baby in American Sniper, and that was in for award contention. So what what the heck? But um, yeah, I mean, uh, so Elliot, in terms of uh, uh, your your boy Moff Gideon, our new bad guy, who's also in every TV show ever, uh, <laughs> what, what, what did you think about this guy's introduction? I, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to know now. You're, you're kind of stuck in a, a situation where. You know, I guess we're going to find out what's going on in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Your dogs love it. That's good. I know. They, they, they're they not a fan of him. You just mentioned his name and they're like, nope, we're, we're out. Yeah. He's out. No more TV shows for that guy. Please. No more. Um, uh, Lacey, um, obviously, spoiler alert, Werner Herzog is likely no more. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What's with everyone in Star Wars now getting shot right through like the chest? I know they don't even. It's just <laughs> gone. Is that because they don't want to show someone like getting hit in the face? Is it a is it a TV fourteen thing? Because they don't have to show blood if it's in the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, the moment you 100% show blood, hundred percent. Why? Yeah. It goes goes. We, up. We, you never <laughs> see any blood on the helmets of the stormtroopers that are. Right. You know, clearly the only blood we've ever seen is the Finn blood. The Finn, yeah, mm-hmm. Finn's hand on the guy, yeah. Um, and that uh, was almost a cartoon red. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So who, who shot him? It was one of the stormtroopers or Those death troopers from the from the outside. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't Mando. No. Because when I first saw it, I was like, I don't think he did it. No, they, they shot from the outside. And then you see the opening. Of the, okay, so I just yeah. want to make sure. Maybe that was obvious, but to me at first, uh, I'm not sure. So let us know in the comments if you were thrown by that because I was a little bit. Um, and the, the, my only gripe with this episode, uh, and I love him, is Carl Weathers' dialogue honestly sounds like he's reading it off a cue card, like doing an SNL skit. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Especially during the communication one at the beginning. 
which feels like it's the beginning it, it, uh, entrance video of a video game level. Like, yes, okay, Mando, you now you got to go do the thing. And um, it's, it just feels like he's on SNL reading a cue card to me. I don't know if... It might be some of the me. inflection that he's using where he's yeah. just like... Yeah. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I still love Carl Weather, so I'll let it slide. But I was happy yeah. to see him back in the mix there. And he looks good for his age. He does look great. And I actually loved the scene where he gets healed because you see that moment where he's like, okay, I'm going to be honest. I was going to kill you. And now I can't. Right. Like, it's like that. I'm trying to think of a good example of a movie, but it's like every time someone comes in contact with Baby Yoda, they immediately are like, okay, I'm on team Baby Yoda. Like, let's do this. Let's protect right. this thing. Yeah. He was going to, yeah. yeah, but the, the fact that he was going to screw over Mandalorian twice and Mandalorian, like, bought the bait in a sense bothers me because i thought mando was supposed to be kind of like clever like a clint eastwood type of guy i don't think so though because multiple times throughout the season we've seen him make big mistakes i know like they they lead that lead you on that you know there's episodes like the bill burr one where he's like killing everybody right Mm -hmm. but then there's um well obviously didn't kill anybody he threw them in a cell but um right but then there are other episodes like the mudhorn where he did everything wrong (laughs) true I think True. he's just desperate to get into a place where he doesn't have to worry about this kid that he's willing to take the chance to be wrong. And that, yeah, but he, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he He's a little, I don't know, more vulnerable than... I expected him to just be this wreckhouse character. Like I thought he was going to be like the Punisher or something. But John Wick? Yeah, like John Wick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's, I don't know, maybe it's to get us to empathize with him more, I guess, you know, humanize him, especially since we, we're not able to see his face. I think so. also it's showing you that the kid is changing him. Like in the beginning, yeah. he didn't care if someone was cold or warm or whatever. He's yeah. just going to kill you and bring you in. Now it's he's making mistakes due to his allegiance and loyalty to this kid that he's now like, this is mine. This is my family type thing. So what do you guys think about the force healing thing? that's new i'm interested because you know the nick nolte says i've heard about this they never say force i was waiting for them to say it and they don't say it that's yeah yeah. him and mando both seem foreign to the force uh in the mudhorn is that what was it called mudhorn mudhorn yeah yeah. the mudhorn episode they were like, yeah, we've heard of that, but I, I can't believe what I just saw sort of thing. Kind of like yeah. Han Solo early on in his... But they hey, never man. say it. No one's saying it. No, but the rock star in all of those moments right there is uh, my man Ludwig with the music. Because without the music in those scenes, I mean, that's... The, my favorite part of the show has been the music. Because oh, yeah? Got, that's you, been controversial, a, so I want to hear your thoughts on this. Dude, you've, you've got a dude in a helmet that you can't see any facial expression. So the only way to get tension is through camera shots and through music. Mm-hmm. You know, without the, watch the scenes without the music. Star Wars has always been about music. I mean, think how, think how lame that season, that, uh, that scene in uh, Force Awakens would be between the interrogation scene where, you know, he's just waving his hand in front of Rey. Like without music and sound effects, it's just this. Or them in the snow as she grabs the lightsaber, them just standing there. Yeah, like yeah, she grabs true. it and just standing there, and then he's looking at her, and she's looking at like just silence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're. I mean, that that's absolutely true. Um, I have been... to say, the music though came around for me because in the beginning, 
I, I did like the music, but there were moments that I was like, I don't know, this doesn't click right to me. Mm-hmm. But now I've realized that as the season's gone on, the music has changed slightly, where mm-hmm. in the beginning it was very dirty, gritty tech type music. It's gone more into heroes type theme towards the end of the series. Like today's episode was very like heroic, like we're going on an adventure. Whereas yeah. the first episode, I didn't feel that. I felt like it was like, very like dark underworld and i feel like that's ludwig changing the music because the mando is changing as a person mm-hmm. and i caught on with this episode specifically i was like oh they're starting right with the heroic music from the beginning i thought they were gonna uh i thought he was gonna maybe sprinkle or reference uh the force theme there when he was healing him i was like expecting to hear it like just at least allude to it or something but i don't think right he did right it. yeah i don't think he did um, I, I don't I don't think until they flesh out that character because I mean all we know that this thing is a kid we recognize right. it from the other TV shows but imagine imagine somebody that has never seen Star Wars that is watching sure. the show for the first time it's just some weird green dude with big ears but that's why it's so yeah. successful because people are connecting with it that have nothing yeah. to do with Star Wars yeah yeah that's true well because right. it's it, look this it's turned into the Mandalorian has been good because it's going back to the disney fundamentals of story if you tell a good story and i mean this is turning into that you know that buddy road comedy you know mm. sort of thing that we're we're used to That's you know true. We, we, this this all of these stories that we've watched these aren't new stories last week the prison break we've seen all of this stuff before okay. and other things right. but it's so it just it you know it taps that primal you know storytelling gene inside of all of us we're like okay we know what's going on like we know what's happening right you know it's everything is recognizable so that's what you know that i think that's why people connected with force awakens is because it's the story that we were used to and we knew what to expect and you know maybe that's why there are folks out there that aren't as big a fans of the last jedi because the story doesn't necessarily follow you know typical right, storytelling tropes yeah. that we're used to but yeah, this show just that's fair between between the nostalgia and the you know the little hidden easter eggs and watching the score and the music develop like this show again i i you know like i said earlier you know <laughs> I, my star wars cup is full i'm good you know i'm, I'm <laughs> more i think i'm more excited to see where this show goes than going to the movie tomorrow night because I, I I definitely know I'm not going to get let down with this Mandalorian finale, and I don't, you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night. I don't know. You guys right. know. I don't know. Could could anything happen in the f- uh, finale that would make you go, oh? No, because I mean, it's when when has John Favreau in his career ever let me down? Like, yeah, I mean, if they you, kill I mean, Baby I mean, Yoda, that would let me down. Yeah. They're not going to do that. I know they're not, but I'm saying that's the thing that would let me down. That would that would really like that would mess me up. Bob Iger would be like, "I've got money on this, John. You keep baby out." <laughs> no, I think, I think he's going to talk. That mm-hmm. would be great. I think and they're like, saving that for the last episode. Yeah. He's going to yeah. say something, and it's probably Mando. He's going to say Mando. Yeah, because they keep refer- That's the one word that they keep referring to him as the entire time. Right. You know, I do know that, you know, they're definitely setting up 
the fact that the Mando is eventually going to have a sidekick that's a droid. It has to happen because there's no reason this entire season they're going to keep bringing up the fact that he hates droids unless they're going to stick him with a droid next season. And is it good? maybe it's IG-11? I think it is because they set it up with IG-11 being protective. And now that Quill is what we see is mm-hmm. he's dead. I think he's going to go into town and just wreck everybody because he's like, you killed my owner. Lacey, speaking of which, I was like, oh, I see the ending of this episode happening. And I thought it was going to be IG-11 mows down both those troopers. Queel gets on the ship and takes off and and it ends with them like, yeah, it didn't happen. I think. And what's the deal? Is he, is he, is he, you think he's dead? I think he's yes, dead. And this I think is, this is normal storytelling. Like this is a story we've seen before. Like this is why he's like, yes, yeah. he's dead because they show his face. This is where I differed with Mingna Wen's character. They don't show her face. Therefore, you don't know if she's dead because they have him facing the camera, like Snoke do- is facing the camera. He's dead. Okay. And it helps move the story forward. Yes, and IG-11 is now... Yeah, there's all these pieces. Yep. Because there's no reason to have all that IG-11 stuff, that whole five-minute interlude. Why is protective, yeah. Exactly. There's no reason to have that if there's no payoff. So so he's going to stick around, I think. I think your droid sidekick is going to be IG-11. So that's Queel's gift, like like lasting gift, as I set this up for you. Okay. I mean, I I like that character, though, that old, wise little down to earth of course but he has to die because it has to drive mando he's got to have that uncle ben moment where someone dies and he has to drive the character Mm -hmm. forward i was surprised he came back because he fulfilled his story arc right in that beginning episode like the fact that he showed up again i was like okay like there's only 12 people in the universe yeah no ig11 yeah and then i'm like oh elliot it's a tv show like (laughs) i also liked how much he cared about his blurgs when they were trying to pick them up he's like get off her yeah the blurgs he's such a nice guy quill poor guy but that's what i'm saying like spider-man uncle ben had to die for Mm spider-man to really take on the role as a hero he had to die Right. and that's what we all know like elliot said so they're gonna show you it so you go no not quill and Uncle Owen had to die in Star Wars in order for Luke to say, I'm going to go with you and learn the ways of the Force. That's true. Um, I just really like Spider-Man. <laughs> l- listen, Lacey, we have a... So let's a, talk about this show, The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Um, all right, so we have I'm a tweet not the from, only one that takes us off track. <laughs> way off track, Spider-Man style. Um, uh, Rez at... Uh, hey, Real with, Rez Lou Dub. With, with great responsibility. <laughs> Jeez. That, like, qu- where, where? that quote the, the guy whose tweet i'm reading is like just read my tweet um <laughs> that quote is used everywhere now the great power response it's in car commercials yeah it's, it's they, a, they use yeah. it too much yeah, yeah. the legacy of toby mcguire's spider-man movie stanley's like no yeah i wonder if you think it's on his tombstone maybe no oh i don't know i think it just says stanley the 1901 Stan to 1901? Was he I, I don't know. It's 115 years old. <laughs> Him and Palpatine went to high school together. <laughs> um, all right. Rez at Real Rez Ludub. Uh, what's up, Rez? Uh, he said, so much Star Wars here from Force Choke and Force Healing to more Herzog. Rest in peace. The Werner Herzog's not dead, just the client. Uh, the Death Troopers and a TIE Fighter were great. And having Cara Dune and Quill back to help Mando is perfect. 
Tiny needed to be captured to bring out the Mando in the Mando. So he's thinking, now we're looking ahead, that Mando's finally ready to really wreck some house because they took his boy. Yeah. Like the revenge. I love revenge stories. I love revenge stories. Like I love Punisher, Death Wish. I love like you, you killed my family and stuff and i'm now i'm now it's now it's go time i love stories like that so if mando's gonna show up and start mowing people down i am so so in so do you guys think that's where we're going in this final one here you think it's gonna be like just this all out i'm gonna take you down type of thing well i think one of two things are gonna happen that that's gonna happen or we're gonna spend all next season trying to get baby back oh no (laughs) i mean oh (laughs) Jeez, I, I yeah, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm curious if they cliffhang this this series or not. I hope not, but there is one shot we haven't seen yet that's been in the trailers, and it includes Giancarlo Esposito in the Mandalorian, and it's when he's flying the Tie Fighter, and he flies up and pulls in his like Batman Gapling gun, and then slams onto the top of the Tie Fighter. I could see that being what Elliot Ooh. said, where he takes Baby Yoda. And he gets a jetpack, like he says in the beginning of the series, saying, I need to get one of those. He right. gets a jetpack, yep. flies up there, oh. tries to get him. Yeah. Yes. What did you that see? A, did you see a shot of him? Brings the stories all together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they don't show the jetpack because he's kind of far away, but he uses his little like rope thing to like, snap to it. Do any so of he has to get up figures, there. Any action figures come with a jetpack that we saw? You know, action toys always leak stuff. The Mandalorian doesn't come with a jetpack, but all the other, like the big infantry guy, does. But does his, back, one. does his back? Does his back have the slots that you can fit it one in? Hey man, oh, in, in true Favreau fashion, he's not gonna say, "I want one of those" if it's not gonna show up. That's what I'm saying. He said it yeah. specifically. Yeah, you're right. It's like the the cheeseburgers line at the end of Endgame. Like they waited 13 years to throw that <laughs> reference in there. <laughs> Cheeseburger. That made me very emotional. I'm not going to lie. I know you said that. I wasn't a big Endgame fan, but that part where the kid's like, I want cheeseburgers, and he's like, your dad like cheeseburgers too? Oh my God. But you know what I am a fan of? Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. <laughs> All, right. All right. So why don't we do our little uh, final guesses here as how we think the series... Series. The oh, season... Oh, I just did that. No, no, no. Final like end of the season... Is it going to be a cliffhanger or are we going to get a finality and then pick up, you know, down the road type of thing? I'm going to let Elliot go first because he already has a really good theory and I think you should just say it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, I don't think we're going to get, I don't think you're going to get Tiny back. I think the whole next season is still trying to get him. So you really think that? All right. Jeez. That, I mean, that... it, I just, you know, it, it, it's one of two things. Either they wrap it all up neatly with a bow or we chase after Tiny for a whole season. You Which know. would explain how they're already doing season two. You know, they were already like ready to go. Yeah, dude, they're four episodes in already. They're halfway through shooting, and they're doing so, eight again. Uh, who knows? Oh yeah, interesting. Um, do you think? Uh, I, I do. I you know, I, I can confirm one of my theories because of what my friend does in the show, but I'm not going to throw him under the bus for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Just, I'm not guys... gonna even potentially no, get yeah. anybody in trouble. No, that's that's because I, I need room. I need that house to stay in when I go to LA. So that's very important. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I also yeah. don't want to be spoiled though, because like over the weekend I went to a wedding and a guy that was at the wedding works for Disney Plus and he's seen the whole series already. 
and I was talking to him about it and he was like oh you like baby Yoda I got a suitcase full of baby Yoda plushes and I was like of course I like baby Yoda and then he was like oh I've seen the whole series do you want to know what happens and I'm like no I don't want to no absolutely not <laughs> so like yeah no we don't yeah. want to know right uh, I don't know anybody that knew anything so about that? <laughs> you know me right yeah and you me. know me you know me um do you guys think uh we're gonna see pedro pascal's face at all before this season is over no no do you think next season we will no no really i think why, they're gonna make why, a third season why would you make such a big deal about a mandalorian never taking his helmet off if you're gonna have him take his helmet off i don't know and it sure is a heck of a lot cheaper to be able to put anybody in that suit yes. whenever they need yes. it. No, you're Absolutely. right. No, you're right. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that pretty much puts a bow on this one. Um, let's see. Where are we at? One episode left to go. All right. Elliot, uh, any final thoughts? With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and every episode was a 10, not ten. a 9. 10. Or a ten. 7. 10. A freaking tan. Uh, Varsity Blues is up in here now, too. Look yeah, that's it. right. That's right. Uh, rest in peace, I Billy Bob. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. <laughs> um, I love that movie. That's a good movie. Um, all right, Elliot, the music. So a lot of people have said they're wishy-washy on it. Why should people come around to the to Ludwig's music? Because it's good. It, it's It's developing. It's organic. I mean... You know, you you were never going to get John Williams because he's retiring. He's gone. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the other choices out there sound like John Williams. This doesn't sound like John Williams. It's it's totally different. It fits the mood of the movie. And, <clears throat> you know, it's just it's it's very it's very driving. It's very, you know, just it moves. It moves forward. It feels, you know, like you're riding right. a horse. It feels very like here we go. OK, I'm telling you, if you listen to the first episode soundtrack, which I might go do. And then listen to this past week. You're going to get notes of this week's in the first episode. And it builds as you go through the mm-hmm. season. It was right. so crazy today when I was listening. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like so of, it doesn't do the with little like tribal stuff anymore. It's all like Rocky hero stuff. Right. Uh, one of my favorite my, one of my favorite pieces is that piece with the Battle of the Mudhorn. Because it's just this really, right. dyna- really dynamic sounds. And right. it, was, it was just unlike anything that I'd heard in Star Wars before. And I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. And you know, it took me. It took a while for me to kind of get in on this, uh, on the sound. But uh, I have put together two very cool little remixes. So nice. nice. <laughs> and you right. said, by the way, because we were talking off the show a little bit about the music, and you had said that Ludwig did this whole thing on in his pajamas on his couch. Yeah, that's the rumor that that we all that I've heard <laughs> is that he did it at home. And it's just it's so funny because, you know, with you know, music production has gotten easier to right. do and it's just you know again it's it's a tv budget so i mean i'm i'm a huge fan he's done a really really great job and i i look forward to to hearing more it's it's nice it would be really easy to put the force theme in there it would be simple we know what it sure. sounds like like we know what it would do but you know and maybe we'll hear some of that stuff but i don't need it because what he's got works it, he's it making feels it yeah if, right. At this point now, when you listen to it, you don't notice it's there, and that's how you know it's good. And breaking the mold is huge because everyone's so used to that John Williams sound that was, like you said, sort of uh, 
followed by Gia Cicino and John Powell. And now that they broke the mold, they can do a lot of things. And because right. people have accepted it. So I think that's a huge part of it, too. And with great pajamas comes great composition. So, there you <laughs> um, all right, Elliot, um, you're you're a big social media guy. So where can people find you on uh, on, on, on Twitter and uh, all, and, all and your website? Seven, all all of forty seven Twitter fo- Twitter followers and right. twenty two Instagram followers. Um, I, the easiest thing is to go to djla.com and everything is linked from there. Okay, it's, where are you uh, next? Elliot, what, what's your next thing? Um, uh, New Year's Eve, I'm at Epcot. Um, and then Good. we start traveling next year, uh, confirmed for Star Wars Celebration. So we'll be back there. We've got some very exciting things planned, and uh, we'll be all over the place there. So and it looks like potentially, fingers crossed, the return of the fan mixer. So yes. that very exciting party that we had in 2015. It looks like we're trying to recreate that again. So that would be so awesome. pumped. Nice. By the way, Elliot, speaking of celebration, this past year you brought me up on stage and you said that my favorite pizza topping was pineapple. Yes. <laughs> and they recorded me on stage and John was in the, the audio of the recording and he just goes, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the pineapple. It's the ham part that really... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But you I know, lost, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it's the okay. game show. <laughs> um all right, Lacey, uh you're always yeah. winning on social media though. So what is your uh everyone knows your social media handle. You're you're about to hit seven thousand followers, just booming. You're making this so weird. Yeah, what's where are you at? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And cool. I just put up a bunch of videos and photos from the premiere, including stuff of John. Me? So wow. you. Thanks. Check it That's out on so my cool. Instagram. All right. Yeah, yeah, I got to hug uh, and and hang out with Chewy for like the first time, and not like. But you di- froze with Bob Iger. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had my make solo two happen. Why? On. <laughs> Why would you freeze with Bob? Like, well, he's yeah, because ni- I don't know him nicest, like you know him. Probably he's like, like the nicest guy. He's just so like, the best. Best thing, Elliot. Before that, he's like, "If I see Iger, I'm gonna say make so too have. I'm gonna show him my tie." And I'm like, "Okay, do it. That's awesome." So then we see him in the tent at the premiere, and I see him. And I'm like, "This is the this is the moment." And I look at John. I look back, and John looks, and he just goes. And Bob walks right by him, like they brushed shoulders. Mm. He could have just been like, "My tie," and he didn't. My white whale. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Iger, one day, Bob, one day. Um, I mean, we can te- you want to text him? Like we can make a. No, no, no. One, uh, we'll talk, Elliot. Um, but the best is we were talking to Matt Martin later that night, and Matt was like, he would have loved that if you said that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the I don't want to na- know if I name his name or not, but the event guy said uh, Chewy would very much like my tie, and then I took a photo with Chewy, and and there you have it. So. Um, and yeah, I think the he, random dude in that suit really wants make solo think, to happen. <laughs> look, you're trying to be funny, but I think he meant a hey, little some more. Guy, some guy making 15 bucks an hour, right? A very <laughs> <Some> tall, tall <laughs> dude, local college basketball player. <laughs> um, probably no, probably somebody that spends time with Goofy down at Disneyland. You know, yeah. five yes, days a week. It, yep, yeah, yep, for sure. Um, um, <clears throat> all right, guys, you can find me on Twitter, not talking to Bob Iger at Johnny Hoey. Um, <laughs> 
Thanks to Star Wars Newsnet. Go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can see me, Lacey, and James on the Resistance broadcast every Monday and Thursday on our YouTube channel and also Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, all those things. So uh, subscribe wherever. Um, I want to thank our patrons. We're coming towards the end of the year. It's been a great year. Uh, the reason why this show exists is because you guys support us. Uh, it takes a lot of time and effort. Lacey's about to go hammer out the edit on this thing and get it up for you guys. So uh, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Thank you all for your support, especially our generals, Carmelo, Brian Chalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, JG Carr, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you very much, Generals. Next Friday, not <laughs> this Friday, next Friday, 1227, we're going to have Jeff Lowe on from Lights, Camera, Barstool, and we're going to talk about uh, Chapter 8, the finale for Season 1 of The Mandalorian, so we're excited for him to join the crew. So thanks for watching, listening, being Mando Fandos with us here on The Mando Fan Show, and we'll see you next Friday. So until then, we'll see you around, kids. Thanks, Elliot. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> with great DJs come great episodes. <laughs>